0: Today on the USA 10 cast, Clintons Chargers face another high-profile opponent in Europe and the U23 camp that everybody's at, except the coach. Brent Latham joins me, and we parlez vous francais. Well, at least we talk soccer on the USA 10 cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome into the USA 10 cast. John Arnold with you today, joined by Brent Latham. We're going to talk U.S. national team, of course, in France and the youth camp going on right now in Germany. Brent, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Sean. How's everything?
0: It's good. It's good. And I uh, trust everything's going well with you. Fabulous. Not so much, I guess, for the U.S. US national team uh, lately in Friendlies. You know, it's been uh, kind of a weird go of things at the start of the Jürgen Klinsmann era. Uh, now a camp in France to see if they can kind of get a big... Win against a big national or international name
1: Yeah, and you know I kind of see this trip to Europe as a chance to to start over again. I know they were in Belgium uh, about a month or two ago, um, two months ago, I guess, but uh, this is really a chance to to take the the act on the road over to to Europe and and maybe start a new chapter in the Klinsman era after a sort of false start, I think in the in the first few friendlies, um, having gotten a look at some different players and having a better idea. Where he wants guys to play, and, and of course Klinsman keeps talking about how he feels like the team is really getting the idea of he wants what he wants them to do. I think now against some quality opposition in Europe, it's time to show that uh the team's really taken a, a concrete step forward.
0: We've talked about, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann getting a system in place. He said when he came in he wanted to play more open football, more exciting games, uh, bring in players that we hadn't seen. And and that's one promise that he has already made good on. He's he's brought in a lot of players that we haven't seen in a while and some guys that are pretty surprising to see in camp. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, I think there are two sides to that story. The first and maybe more interesting side is Klinsmann's really effectiveness in bringing – Some players that had the potential to play for the United States into the fold, and by that I mean the the Germany-based guys, some of the dual nationals like Danny Williams and and uh, Danny Williams, Fabian Johnson, and the case of Alfredo Morales, the new the new uh, addition to the camp, and really integrating those guys into the team. Um, That that's probably the exciting half of the story. The less exciting half of the story is some of his more questionable choices sticking with michael arasco in the back insisting on bringing in robbie rogers over and over again um i think a lot of people are probably frustrated by edson buttle and maybe a little bit demarcus beasley but you know the situation i think is that in a lot of these uh, uh these positions it, it specifically winger and forward i think that uh that klinsman really doesn't have a lot of choices and he's trying to fit uh Fit players into his system rather than fitting his system to the players available and you know that makes perfect sense over time it's just giving him sort of a short-term headache right now because he hasn't maybe found the ideal set of players to fit into the system that he wants to play
0: yeah and that's the point that i was going to bring up especially when you look at the forwards i mean that's kind of the sad fact i guess for national u.s national team fans is there's there's not a real obvious option for who, you know, who he's gonna call up and, instead of these guys that you know people are tired of seeing.
1: Yeah, I mean you can make an argument for a guy like like Hercules Gomez or you know, maybe one of the forwards that might get hot every now and then in MLS, but yeah, you're you're exactly right. Up front the situation is a little bit difficult right now and these are things that tend to come and go in fits and starts because forwards get hot and cold i mean actually if you look at josie Altador in holland and it's in in the second division second bundesliga in germany uh, as well as beasley who's listed a for- as a forward on this roster those are guys that have been playing really well um of late and uh, you know u.s fans get frustrated because they see the same guys over and over they want uh, you know maybe they want giuseppe rossi maybe they want a guy that's just going to put the ball in the net over and over again of course but uh you know those aren't aren't realistic options for Clint Smith at this point so he he makes the best of what he can now what you can see from his roster is that it's really overloaded with midfielders there are only two true strikers on on this roster and those are Door and Buttle um Beasley of course can play as a winger or as a midfielder you know a guy like Clem, Clint Dempsey can can do both uh, as well Robbie Rogers is a winger even Landon Donovan who was the other guy listed as a forward originally on this roster is is of course more of a winger a midfielder than really an out and out forward, so there's not a lot to choose from. I think that's okay in Klinsman's system because what he's really looking to play is a four two three one. Um, even though it's been difficult, you know, even a four three three at times. But what he really needs are two decent, two decent wingers and one guy in the middle. And I actually have a lot of confidence. In Josie Outtendorf's development, I mean, if you've watched him play, and I know a lot of people are skeptical about this, but if you've watched him play this year in, in Holland, he's really starting to look like a more active player in the middle of a, the attack. A guy that knows how to get his teammates involved, a guy that knows how to how to hold the ball up, how to lay it off, and how to sort of create his own shots and that sort of thing. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I have a lot of a lot of optimism about him developing into the type of guy that that front line can be built around.
0: Yeah, he scored a gorgeous goal on the weekend for his uh, club team. If if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend you hit YouTube or other fine internet sites where you can find that goal. Really, really fantastic goal from Altidore. So France, the opponent, you know, a lot of times I think U.S. national team fans, especially the casual fan who might not be as into, you know, uh, the intricacies and maybe not excited about the Slovenia matchup coming coming up in four days, is, is excited about the France game. Uh, they're not really bringing in their best side ever, but still, I mean, it's 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 nice to see. I guess U.S. soccer many times. I personally and others critiqued, you know, the Bradley regime. I don't want to say, but Bradley uh, group for not scheduling these tough friendlies, and and you can't can't fault the uh, the scheduling of France. Should be an exciting one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just look at the clubs that these guys play for. I mean, you've got, of course, the French powers, Lille, Lyon uh PSG uh, some other Marseille other great french teams but you look at some of the other other teams you know you you've got Chelsea represented Newcastle Manchester City, Arsenal, Barcelona. So you know th- this isn't a pedestrian side. It's an excellent, excellent team that, that the U.S. is going to play, comprised of excellent players, and it'll it'll certainly provide a test. This is a world class team in terms of talent, if not in terms, if not a top level team in terms of the results they've achieved. But uh, that's the kind of kind of team you want to go up against, and uh, and this will be an excellent challenge for the Americans for sure.
0: Should be a good one Friday afternoon, uh, American kind of local time, uh, evening of course in France. Uh, now we're going to transition into a youth camp going on right now. And Brent, basically, uh, can you just explain what is this camp and why is it important?
1: Well, it's of course an under twenty three and under twenty camp, and. Hey, uh, we could probably talk for half an hour about the implications of uh, of this camp. It's very important to the Olympic team because it's the first time that this Olympic team has ever had the chance to get together. Now, it's a bit of a shame in, in the fact that Caleb Porter, the new newly named Olympic coach, isn't there because he's with his college side, Akron, of course, as they begin the NCAA playoffs. Um, but uh, it, this is really a, a crucial camp in terms of sorting, sorting out who are some of the Europe-based under-23s that are going to be able to take part in the Olympic qualifying process and down the road in the Olympics if the U.S. should qualify? So that's really the primary purpose of this camp, despite the fact that it's called an under-23 and, and under-20 camp and the Olympic coach isn't there.
0: It, it seems odd, I guess, to the outsider. The coach isn't there. The camp is in Germany. But but I guess this is kind of, a, as you said, a European-based Uh, you know, see who some guys are that might make a contribution to the Olympic team that maybe we don't see in MLS, don't see in college soccer. Who are some of those guys in, in Europe right now that you think might be able to make an impact with this camp?
1: Yeah, well, let me start by saying that it it is odd that the coach isn't there, um, certainly by any stretch of the imagination. It isn't so odd that this camp is taking place in Germany for a, a couple reasons. I think that were, the USSF wants to build a bit of proximity, of course, between this team and the full national team, and having both teams in Europe at the same time makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that Jürgen Klinsmann at some point made a, a brief stop by the camp just to say mm-hmm. hello and sort of check out what's going on. Um, so that makes sense. The other thing is that a lot of the, the under-23 prospects, the best American under-23 prospects are in Europe now. Um, there's, there's no denying that. A majority of the players in this camp are based in Europe. They're players that the USSF doesn't get a lot of opportunity to take a look at because they're based in Europe, because they're with European teams that don't always release their players when the U.S. is having camps that fall out of FIFA match dates. And because they're, they're players that are at the under-23 level a lot of times, there's no real good way to get them incorporated into the U.S. structure because they're not guys that are necessarily going to be on in the full national team program. Um, but they're ready to. Some of them are ready to play a role. So, who are some of those guys? I think uh, one one guy that a lot of people are excited about is Terence Boyd. He's a 20 year old striker with Borussia Dortmund. hasn't signed a professional contract yet, but he's certainly on the verge of earning one after appearing on the bench a couple weeks ago for for the Bundesliga champions, so uh, that's a big step. I think people are anxious to see him. Then there are other guys like Mikkel Diskarud, who's been with the full national team in the past but really hasn't played a big role. He'll certainly have his chance to step up at the Olympics. Uh, there are guys that are on the fringes of the full team, Juan Agudelo, Teal Bunbury, Burmb- and um, and a couple other guys who have, a chan- have had chances with the full national team but really are kind of going to be in their element playing with the under-23s. Uh, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see which are the guys that step up for that team. It could have quite a few guys move into the full national team after the Olympic phase. It's a pretty natural process. If you look at the 2008 Olympic team, there were probably mm-hmm. five or six, seven guys that ended up in the, in the full national team process after taking part in the Olympics. So, So that's probably what you'd be looking for over the next few months with those guys.
0: Well, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, kind of the – Guys, you'll be seeing in the future, uh, we'll have all sorts of coverage, uh, both you and everyone else, Brent, at usa 10 Kit. Also, you can catch Brent's stuff over at the ESPN.com U.S. Soccer blog and uh, all sorts of other locations around the web. But usa 10 Kit will usually get you there or at least get off to a good start. Thanks for joining us today, Brent.
1: Absolutely, John. A pleasure to be with you again.
0: All right, and we'll talk soon. Of course, Slovenia next week and MLS Cup just around the corner. We'll be back with another USA10 guest. Hope you join us there.